Living Hope is a church striving to become a 21st century apostolic church. We are founded upon the belief that the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God. We believe in the Great Commission, and we are endeavoring to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, mercy, and truth. Listen in as we share the Word, and that, through Jesus Christ, hope is alive. We have a special treat today. Uh, My wife is going to come, and she is going to share with you all uh, a special announcement and something that God has placed in her heart. She is several weeks ago had talked to me about some things that she felt like God was speaking to her for the church in fact today was the exact date that she told me that she felt like God was going to begin had spoken to her that he was going to begin doing some things now I know that any husband here you've learned to listen to your wife they have a intuition amen if your wife says watch that woman you better watch that woman amen that's, that's a woman's intuition, all right? It doesn't just apply in that, but that's a, we all know that one. So, that, <laughs> But I, on, a, on another level, when God called me to ministry, he gave me a help me, and he gave my wife, I believe my wife has a prophetic gifting that she operates in, and that not, not prophetic in the sense of uh, telling you what the weather's going to look like tomorrow, but an authority the authority to speak some things in the spirit realm. And so I want her today to be loose to do that. I want her today to have complete liberty. And so would you welcome right now the most beautiful lady in the room and in the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to see all your beautiful faces. Those of you that are not wearing a mask, I can see your entire beautiful face. The rest of you that are, I can see your beautiful eyes. So it's good to see you, though. Um, real quick, turn to the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 18. I'm really glad that that software update <laughs> got updated before I got up here. 1 Kings chapter 18. And we're going to read verse 1 first. And then we're going to move down to verse 40. But 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. I will send rain upon the earth. In 1 Kings 18, verse 40 through 45. And Elijah said, <clears throat> sorry, said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. Now, if you don't know the history here, in between verse 1 and verse 40, some crazy stuff went down. <laughs> there was a battle on Mount Carmel, um, the prophets of Baal against Elijah. And whatever God answered by fire, we said they said, let him be God. Well, God answered by fire. And so Elijah, that all happened in between verse 1 and verse 40. And so the conclusion of that situation that happened at Mount Carmel, Elijah said, take the prophets of Baal. And they took them and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. And Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. 
Woo, I love that scripture. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There's nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. Verse 44, And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot. Tell your neighbor, Prepare your chariot. And get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. Say that with me. There was a great rain. You can be seated. Amen. So my husband gave you guys a little teaser Wednesday night and told y'all that I was going to make a big announcement. And I know what y'all were thinking because some of y'all were like, is this the boy? <laughs> I am expecting, but not that. <laughs> Just, but I have your attention. So today is not a Mother's Day message. Um, I know I was not here for Mother's Day. And as I started going through and typing out what I was feeling God was speaking to me, I thought, man, this sounds like I'm trying to make up for not being here for Mother's Day. But it really isn't a Mother's Day message. But obviously, um, I am not expecting a child in the natural. Um, that that um, season has come to an end for Sister Valerie. Um, I'm, I told somebody the other day, I said, are you kidding me? I'm old enough to be a grandmother by now. I mean, my oldest daughter's 21, and even though she's you know, she's single, and it, it, anyways, <laughs> sorry to call you out, Brooke, if you're watching, but anyways, um, <laughs> she's fine with it, I promise, um, but anyways, so it's, I'm not expecting a child, I'm not expecting a grandchild, but um, over the last several weeks, God has been speaking into my spirit um, what he desires to do in living hope and in your life, and there is an expectation in my spirit. And when I began praying for what God wanted me to speak today, you know, those of you that have ever preached or taught or you're going to be speaking, um, you're like, all right, Lord, I need to hear a word from you, right? And that's what I said. I literally said that. I said, God, I need to hear a word from you. What do you want me to say to Living Hope? And he gave me literally one word. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I didn't mean that. Like, just one word. I'm going to need more than that. And that's all he gave me was just one word. Um, you know, generally when we say that, we're thinking, Lord, I need you to give me the entire message that you want me to say to the church, not just one single word. But that word that he gave me was expectation. Expectation. Now, obviously, I am a mother. I have birthed four children. And so when I think about the word expectation, that's where my mind goes to. And when you are expecting your first child, um, there are a lot of questions. Lot, you Google everything. Everything that happens when you are expecting a child, you Google it. It's like, okay, I got a runny nose. What does that mean? Is it a boy or girl? Does that mean anything? You just want to know what's going on. In fact, they wrote a book that someone gave to me when I was expecting my first child, Brooke. And the name of the book is What to Expect when expecting. Any mamas have that book? Anybody read some of it? 
I read the first go around, I read it. I was like, I've got to know. I need to know what to expect because this is a new situation that's going on in my body. And so <clears throat> we want to know what to expect. And so there were several changes, several changes that uh, took place when I was expecting, but there were three specific ones that I kind of want to just hit on this morning real quick. And you're like, what does this have to do with anything to do with Jesus? I promise it does. All right, number one, my clothing changed. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Woo, before I was expecting, I did not need elastic in my skirts. <laughs> I didn't need a shirt that was a little more loose-fitting around the midsection. Um, my clothes were fine the way they were. And they, I didn't have to, you know, get things to flare out at all. Um, but the thing about maternity clothing is it makes room for growth, right? It stretches. It's making room for what is happening. And expectation prepares for growth, the prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2 prophesied about some growth that the church will experience. Verse 21, he said, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beast of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. That's growth. That's growth. And the floors will be full of wheat, and the vats will overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you, and ye shall eat in plenty. We're going to need elastic in our clothes. We're going to eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. In verse 28, this is for the church, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke." Wonders in the earth are getting ready to happen in living hope. There's getting ready to be a flow of the Holy Ghost. That It's inevitable we're going to grow. It's inevitable we're going to have to be stretched. And God is getting ready to fill this place. Amen. Before the Lord's return, which is very soon. And I know you. my husband preached about it a couple weeks ago. We've heard it. I heard it 30 years ago in Sunday school. I heard it 10 years ago. Jesus is coming. He's coming. I'm telling you, he is coming. Sister, I met with Sister Vicki Selvey the other day, and she was telling me something that she read. A pastor friend of hers had, had put on uh, social media or something. It said, I have stopped looking for the signs of the times, and I've started listening for the trumpet. I've stopped looking for the signs because they're there. You don't have to look real hard. Jesus is coming back, and now I'm just listening for the trumpet. I'm so ready for Jesus to come back. Amen? But before he does, 
He promised that there's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit on the earth, in all the earth. He promised it. And he's going to show his wonders in heaven and in the earth. And living hope, I don't want it to pass us by. I don't want it to move on down to the next church. I want the power and the glory of God to fall in this church. I want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost every time we come together. I want to see them fill people with the Holy Ghost in your living room, at your kitchen table, in the parking lot. I don't care where it's at. I want to see the power of God. Amen. So I am expecting growth. I'm just expecting it. It's inevitable. When the Spirit of God begins to move, growth will happen. The second thing, my conversation changed. Before I was expecting, I didn't talk a lot about babies. Not a whole lot. I didn't talk about pregnancy. I didn't talk about what was getting ready to happen. But once I got that pregnancy test back and it had the two lines... (laughs) or the plus, whatever, whatever brand you used, um, when that came back positive, things started changing. I started talking about what was coming. When the baby gets here, what, what, is, what are we going to do when the baby gets here? How are we going to decorate the baby's room? And do you think it's going to be a boy? Do you think it's going to be a girl? Am I carrying high so it's going to be a boy, or am I carrying low? Whatever. Obviously, I had all girls, so I wouldn't know what it feels like to carry a boy. Anyways, how are we going to decorate the baby's room? What are we going to name it? Is it going to look like my husband? Is it going to look like me? Is it going to look like a perfect little combination of both of us, all these questions. And that's what I talked about. That's what my husband and I began to talk about. And my my conversation with other people changed. They started talking to me different because they knew I was expecting. They would say, how are you feeling? How far along are you? That's always scary. (laughs) Be sure they're expecting before you say that, please. Um, But, you know, do you want a boy? Do you want a girl? What what are you going to name it? Oh, I'm so excited for you. The conversation changed because they knew I was expecting because of the way I walked, because of the way I talked. Things were changing. And when you are expecting, it should change your conversation. Psalms chapter 145 verse 5 says, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. First Chronicles 16.9, sing unto him, sing songs unto him, and talk ye of all his wondrous works. Psalms 119.27, make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. Living hope, it's time for our conversation to change. It's time to stop talking about all the problems, all the issues, all the things that we have zero control over, and it's start to talk, time to start talking about what God is doing, what God wants to do, and what's happening in the church. It's time to start proclaiming miracles. That's, that's what our conversation should be. If you need to know what to talk about when you get together, talk about the wondrous works of God. Talk about what he's getting ready to do. Talk about how wonderful he is and how amazing he is. That's our conversation. And I'm just going to get a little bit something right now. It's time to stop posting all your junk on Facebook. 
some of y'all, and I'm just going to, you can take it or leave it, whatever. Some of y'all need to delete your Facebook account because you're arguing with each other now. And you think, well, I don't want to put too much out there about Jesus coming back because they're going to think I'm crazy. You arguing with your sister that you go to church with makes you look crazy. So stop. (laughs) Delete your Facebook account if you can't say nothing nice. Do you all remember what mama told you? If you can't say nothing nice, don't say anything at all. That goes for Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, whatever your little deal is. If you are so consumed with your little Facebook arguments and making your point on Facebook so everybody knows what you believe and what you think and you, you do it in a wrong spirit and it's obvious, all right, y'all think people are dumb, people ain't dumb. The things that God wants to do, when the rain falls, it will pass you by because you are too distracted. You are too distracted by division. Your conversation needs to change. If you cannot get on social media without causing a fight and an argument with somebody, you need to pray through and delete your Facebook account. If you need to post on Facebook, post about the goodness of God. Post about the coming of the Lord. Post about how wonderful our God is. And that if you need a church to go to where you want to feel the power of God, you need to come to Living Hope and tag Living Hope in it all day long. But change your conversation. Sorry. All right. I'm all right. I'm okay now. (laughs) I'm just telling y'all, Jesus is getting ready to do something, and some of us are so distracted, so distracted that we wouldn't know it if Jesus Christ walked in the room right now and smacked us upside the head. You'd probably go post about it, how somebody at church smacked you in the head, though. Anyways, all right. The third thing that changed, I'm sorry. I'm so so sick of social media. I cannot even, if you can't tell, I'm a little bit over it. Um, My cravings changed. My cravings changed. Now, when a woman is expecting a child, there are some crazy things happening in the hormone world, (laughs) okay? And we're not going to go all into that, but um, there's crazy stuff happening. And There are certain vitamin deficiencies that a pregnant woman will have because her body is trying to support not only hers, but now another human body is literally growing within her. And so there are certain cravings that her body will want. Um, Her sense of smell will be heightened. Sense of taste will be heightened. And some of you ladies can right now like be like, yep, I wanted that all day long every single day. But if you are deficient, like say you're you're deficient in vitamin C, you're probably going to really crave oranges and citrus and lemons. I know when I was pregnant, I could eat a lemon like it was an orange. I mean, I would peel a lemon and eat it. Like, I mean, my teeth literally are hurting right now just saying it. But that only happened when I was pregnant. I don't do that now. But when I was pregnant, I craved lemons. It was very terrible for my teeth. But um, expectation will change your cravings. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 says, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, 
and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy and my blessing upon thine offspring. David in the book of Psalms talked about his craving for God to show up. In Psalms chapter 63, he said, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. I want to see your power and your glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. And I want to echo David's words. God, I am hungry. I am thirsty for your power. I am hungry, God, to see a showing of your glory. God, a demonstration of your power in this church, God, in living hope. God, in our lives, Lord, I want to see your power and your glory. I am so tired of feeling dry. Anybody been in a dry season? The last three months have been a little on the dry side. I am tired of the dry season. I'm ready for the rain to fall. I am ready for God to pour out his spirit. I'm ready for the miracles. God, I'm craving to see your power revealed today. When I was pregnant with all four of my children, there was a very strange craving that I had. And we could probably share, ladies, we could probably have a testimony service about some of the things that were crazy. It wasn't pickles dipped in ice cream. Um, One lady wanted to eat a slice of pizza on top of a waffle smothered in applesauce. It's gross. I know. It's crazy. I'm telling you, men, y'all ain't got no idea. (laughs) You just don't even know. Um, One lady craved chalk. She wanted to eat chalk. And when I saw that, I was reading about weird cravings, and she's not the only one. There were several women. I I did not, I don't know what it is. I read a little bit about it. It was crazy. She wanted to eat chalk. Um, Another lady wanted to just have a mustard sandwich, just a huge glob of mustard (laughs) on a sandwich. (laughs) But my craving didn't have much to do with taste. It had to do with my sense of smell. Y'all are going to laugh. I know it. I'm ready. I've prepared myself. I'm not going to be offended. I craved the smell <laughs> of the church cleaning closet. I did. I'm not kidding. I wanted to go into any time. It was over at Midway Drive, and I don't know what it was, but I would go stand in the cleaning closet at the church and just sniff It's weird. It's so weird. I don't know. I thought I was losing my mind. I probably was. But I would just stand there and be like, hey, I'm going to go get something out of the cleaning closet. (laughs) I'll be a while. (laughs) It was crazy. I would also crave the smell of uh, freshly vacuumed carpets. So, yeah, that's okay. Thank you, Brother James. I don't feel so bad. Um, I would vacuum my carpet like eight times a day just so I could smell. I had the cleanest carpet ever in the history of carpet. And I would just vacuum be like, oh, this is wonderful. I love this smell. And uh, I don't know. It's very, very, very strange. But expectation heightens your senses. That's one thing I, I know is that your, your sense of taste, your sense of smell, everything is heightened. So going back to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, Elijah heard from the Lord. There had been three years of no rain. There had been no rain. 
uh, there had been a famine. There was a great famine in the land, and um, the animals had no food. The people had no food. It was a bad day. And so the Lord came to Elijah and said, I will send rain upon the earth. And then we read down in chapter 41, and Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. There is a sound of the abundance of rain. And this was before he ever even saw a little tiny cloud in the sky. Before he ever had any evidence that it was getting ready to rain, he said, I can hear it. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I am expecting rain. I'm just expecting it. It's, it's not real cloudy yet, but there's a 100% chance of rain in living hope. It's going to happen. Throughout the Bible, anytime rain fell, it was the favor of God. It showed the favor of God. It was such a significant symbol of God's favor for his people. And the ultimate favor of God in our lives is the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost being poured out upon all flesh. The Holy Ghost that was poured out on the day of Pentecost, that's what I'm expecting. That's the rain that I am expecting. And living hope, we got to make some changes. We got to get, we got to prepare our chariot because it's getting ready to rain. And we've got to be ready because I, I don't want it to pass us by. This is why we exist, is to see people filled with the Holy Ghost, to see miracles, signs, and wonders. That's why we are here. So God, if it's going to rain, God, let it pour on living hope. God, let there be a monsoon of rain, God. Jesus. Elijah heard the sound before he ever saw a cloud, and he started talking about the rain before the first clash of thunder. Before any lightning flashed across the sky, he said, I hear it. Now go prepare. Living hope, I hear the sound. It's time to expect. It's time to prepare. And I want to talk about the rain. I want to talk about the miracles. I want to talk about how God has provided, how God has made a way when there was no way. That only God can do these things. That's what I want to talk about. Zechariah chapter 10 verse 1 said, Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. That's where we are, just so y'all know. It's the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. Isaiah 30, 23. Then shall he give the rain of thy seed that thou shalt sow the ground with all and bread of the increase of the earth. It, we're about to increase, living hope. Are you ready? And it shall be fat. Bring it on. <laughs> Let's just do this. In that day shall thy cattle feed in large pastures. Psalm 72, 6. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. And Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Here it is. And it shall come to pass. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Do we believe that? This isn't just a hype scripture.
scripture. This is a promise. In the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit, everybody. Are you ready for it? Are you prepared for it? Are you expecting it? And your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men are going to see visions. And your old men are going to dream dreams. I'm expecting it. I'm just expecting it. I don't know if you are, but I'm expecting the rain. It's coming, living hope. As a child, I lived in Arizona, and Tucson, Arizona is probably one of the most beautiful places. It's a desert city. It's surrounded by mountains. It's beautiful. But being in the desert, rain is not an everyday occurrence. But the incredible thing about a desert rain is you can smell it before it ever gets to you. There is a distinct smell that fills the air before the rain and a distinct smell that fills the air after the rain. Before the rain, the scent that is put off in the air is caused from rain that's happening miles away from you, but it's stirring up the dust and the dirt. And you may think, well, I don't want to smell. It smells good. When I lived out there, man, I knew it was going to rain. I could smell it. Oh, man, it was a wonderful smell. And I don't know. I'm guessing it's dirt, but it smelled so good. It was good smelling dirt, which maybe I have a thing for dirt if I want to go sit in the cleaning closet and sniff it. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, but there is that distinct, that distinct scent in the air because the rain is stirring things up. So that's before the rain. But as the rain begins to fall, and after the rain has moved out of the area, there is a sweet smell in the air. It's, very, it's amazing. I wish they probably have tried to make a candle out of it, but I have not found it yet. That just is correct. But there's a sweet smell that's in the air. And that sweet scent is caused from a um, desert plant called the creosote plant. I think there's a picture of there of it, not the... We have them here because we're not in a desert. But we, um, it's called the creosote plant. And this uh, plant, the leaves of this plant are covered in a very thick, waxy oil. And the oil is extremely fragrant. Um, I read today even about it that there are different scents. There's like a pine smell. There's a rosemary smell in that oil. Um, there's like five different scents all within that one oil. But this oil sits dormant on those leaves and will only be released when it rains. Live in hope there's oil of anointing that is getting ready to be released on this church. It's ready. It's ready to be released in your life, in Lexington Park, in St. Mary's County, in Southern Maryland. It's get, the rain is getting ready to fall, and I am full of expectation. And when it falls, the oil of anointing is going to cover this place, and we are going to see things that we have been praying for years for. People that you've been praying for. You're going to see them walk through the doors. You're going to hear them call you on the phone and say, hey, I, I had a dream last night that I went to hell. I know, that sounds drastic. But let me tell you, let them have a hell dream. And they'll be calling you real quick. <laughs> they say, well, I got the answer for you. Just come on with me and we're going to get the Holy Ghost today. The oil of anointing is getting ready to flow in this church. This outpouring of the Holy Ghost 
is the answer. You've been wondering, what's the answer to all the chaos going on in the world? I have it. I know I'm not a politician, and they're supposed to have all the answers. But um, I hate to break it to you. They don't, but I do. <laughs> I have the answer. It's the Holy Ghost. That's the answer. Brother Roberts taught Wednesday night an incredible message about the church and that we will only see the glory and the power of God if we are a unified church. We've got to get together. We need to get it together. All right? It is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in a heavenly language that will unify this church and is the answer for the chaos out there. When we're all speaking that same heavenly language, that's what unifies this body. We will be in one mind and in one accord, and that's the answer. Wednesday night at midnight, I was praying. Well, I prayed before midnight, but the Lord answered me at midnight. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I asked you like three hours ago. <laughs> I'm laying in my bed, and he's like, hey, I need to tell you something. I was like, okay. So I got, you know, I reached over and got my phone so I could write it down. But he spoke so clearly to me. I, I've never heard the voice of God audibly, um, but if, and I didn't hear audibly that night, but I have never felt the power of God speak to me like he did Wednesday night. And I wrote it down, and I asked him, I said, all right, God, I know this didn't come from the devil. You know, the devil's not going to tell me this, but I want to make sure it's you, so I need you to confirm it with me. Like, I need to make sure this isn't just me trying to hype living hope, living hope up and get their hopes up, you know. I'm, I need to make sure. I'm not going to get up here and say God said if God didn't say because that opens me up for a whole world of trouble I don't want to be a part of. And God confirmed it several times between Wednesday night and today. And he said this, so this is to you from the Lord. I desire to do the miraculous among you in these last days. But I need a church that's not consumed with carnality and distracted by division. Come out from among them and be ye separate is not just about being different from the world, but it's about becoming like me. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you and be a father to you. I will do the miracles you have been praying for. I will pour out my spirit on your family members that you have been praying for. When you consecrate your entire being to me, and when you refrain from being so distracted by the division taking place in the world, you are not of this world. You are part of my kingdom, and I'm ready to do the things that you've been praying for. I'm ready ready to pour out the rain. There is a cloud the size of a man's hand. Can you hear the sound of the abundance of rain? Living hope, are you willing to lay aside the carnality, the thought patterns and narratives of this godless society that you're in, but not of? Are you expecting the outpouring of the miraculous? I want us all to stand. If you are ready for the rain, if you are ready for the outpouring that God wants to do in this earth in these last days, I'm asking you to raise your hands if you would like to step out of your seat. God, we are ready. God, I'm making a declaration. God, in my life, in my family, in living hope, God, we are ready. God, we are ready. I'm ready for the outpouring. 
Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without really knowing the exact path it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. So be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait.